Hi, Lothario de la Pulga here. <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, Salvador Viesca. I tried to trick you. I know you can tell the difference between my voice and my distinct character voice for Lothario. For instance, here's Lothario saying the line to his mom. Mama, stop hitting me with that chancla. Okay, now here's Sal talking to his mom. Mama, stop hitting me with that chancla. I'm trying to record a podcast. I'm just kidding, that was Lothario. I keep trying to trick you, but really there's no difference. No difference at all. If you want to make a real difference to us as listeners of the show, please give us a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes or wherever you get the podcast. Check us out on our Patreon for bonus content and follow us on Awful D&D on all social media. Um, just, just give us five stars, everybody. Hello, Awful Neutral fans. Your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado, here. Let's start off by saying I'm very sorry that this episode came out late. We ran into some audio issues, which will become apparent. We considered not releasing the episode. However, this episode was too funny to hope to recreate. We hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so very much for your support. We love the Awfully Faithful. We'll get right back on schedule by releasing Honey Heist Volume 2. Barely redeemable. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Jesse Egan as... Chad Bingsley, the Teenage Edition. And we're doing a backstory episode. We have two other cast members, but they're going to be playing characters we'll introduce shortly. But with us, accompanying Chud on his backstory is Dave Callens. Hey, what's up, man? I am not Kevin today, so prepare to be sad about that. I'm sure you'll find a way to fuck the campaign. Don't worry, big guy. <laughs> you'll figure it out. And joining us for the first time, we have the very talented Bijan Mustafavi. What's up, guys? I'm not Kevin today, either. <laughs> Dang it. Nobody's Kevin. Hey, Kevin's inside you. Anytime <laughs> you do something stupid, that's Kevin in you. In the plains of Springshield... Near the Death's Folly Forest lies the small furball community of Melora's home. Often called Maloklahoma by outsiders, life in this tiny religious community moves at a slower pace. In Maloklahoma, furbolgs believe in safe communities, not calling 911, and holding nature sacred above all else. Praise Melora! Malokalahomans are generally wary of wizard folks from the big city and their big city book learning. They believe that nature has all the lessons a furbolg needs to know. Book learning leads to wizarding. Wizarding leads to magic that perverts the very natural order itself. Only magic that derives its power from nature is welcome in Malokalahoma. Little do the inhabitants of Malokalahoma know that a member of their village is marked for greatness.
We zoom in on a humble stone hut with moss and fungus growing between the stones. Inside, Chud Momsley prepares breakfast for her sons. As she finishes cooking eggs and preparing one of a furbolg's favorite foods, mushrooms, a young Chug Bingsley walks up to the dinner table. Mmm, smells good. Is that is them shrooms? I love me some shrooms. Oh yes, woke up extra early and picked them myself, son. Mm. How'd you sleep, y'all? As she walks over, hands her son a plate of breakfast and gives him a kiss on the forehead. Can it be canon that they have Aarakocra neighbors that do not like them because they serve eggs all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I went out and got the eggs this morning. Much to the chagrin of our neighbor, the Fosters. When you look outside, you see a rooster and a chicken Aarakocra on a farmstead next to you just giving your house the dirty eye. Look at them over there. They look mad enough to swallow a horn toad backwards. That's a, that's a Wild West kind of slogan. Oh, and the Lord teaches us to love all of our neighbors. Unless they're from the big city, of course. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't like them urban types around here, do we, huh? We're not very open-minded. If Melora wanted us to be open-minded, well, she'd have made us that way, wouldn't she? We're just abiding by our nature. I suppose. Your mother, by the way, is pretty open-minded compared to most in the community. Your very existence, Chud, is proof of that. You are noticeably more cow-looking than everybody else in this village. And it's because you are half Minotaur. I'm biracial. So, Chud, you got anything planned today? You and your friends? No, not much. Definitely not going to see no witches, I'll tell you that. We uh, stay far away from them witches. But, you know, we might go wandering in the forest like we do. Uh, our little gang, the Apple Bottom Gang, you know how we love to pick apples. Yeah, I love how you wear the boots with the fur, too. Yeah, boots with the fur. Uh, Chud. <laughs> yeah. Chud, sweetie, you've never been a good liar. I I saw the flyer under your pillow. You're going to go see the Shade Witch in the forest, ain't you? Oh, well, Mama, you know I wouldn't do that. I'm just keeping that flyer to tell me not where not to go. You know, don't be throwing shade at the Shade Witch. But, I, but uh, yeah, I'm a voider. I'm a voider, yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point... Chud, both Momsley and Bingsley, <laughs> hear the heavy footsteps of the last member of the family. Mud Bingsley enters the room. Looks like he's struggling to put a shirt above his head. His arm is kind of caught in the hole. Uh, honey, honey, come here. Let me help you with that. Uh, oh, mama? Mama, my head don't fit in one of these holes in my shirt. Well, just because you keep growing like a weed. Well, ew. Oh, this is confusing. There's three holes in this shirt. <laughs> Remember, sweetie, the hole with the right, the you put your right arm in. in the, the hole, hole with the left, you put your left arm, arm in. Mama, just help me. I'm on a mushroom. <laughs> just want a mushroom, Mama. <laughs> I have to teach you to do it yourself. All right, I'll help you this time, but you have to learn to put your shirt on by yourself one day. The middle hole is for my head. <laughs> he, uh, she helps pull the shirt down above your head. The middle hole's for your head. You're going to have to learn to do this by yourself, sweetie. Mud takes a seat at the breakfast table. Mud, what do we see when we, uh, when we look at you? Paint the picture for people listening. Uh, a huge six foot eight burly, burly person character, not person, <laughs> fur, fur ball. That's, uh, Roughly 385 pounds, uh, but doesn't know it. Kind of a bull in a china shop knocking everything over. 
uh, sweaty all the time. Uh, profusely sweaty. It's disgusting. Um, even on his hands, his fingernails sweat, everything. Um, bumping into everybody. Kind of a buffoon when he sits down. You hear the chairs crackle. And dumb as a rock. Morning, Mud. Are you going to take your brother but out to find the witch? Oh, uh, well, well, I'm going to well, take my brother out, but we ain't looking for no witch, Mama. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, you know, I would be worried about you going out and find some fancy big city witch so they can put some fancy big city curse on you. You know that's what city I folk do. I do. I know that. But I also happen to know that nobody has found the witch in over 60 years. So I will let boys be boys, and you guys can go out and have a good time. Are you going to pick up your friend Chet? Absolutely. We got to have Chet. He's uh, the, the third amigo in our in our trio. She brings a plate of mushrooms over to Mud. Well, you best eat up soon, boys. Mm. Them look tasty, huh? Mm. Don't touch my mushrooms, Chud. Mm. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, so you got your shirt on. That's good, huh? Yeah, yeah. I put it in the right hole. Oh, the I'm glad to hear for, it. The middle hole is for the mushroom-eating mouse. <laughs> That's correct. That is correct, boy. You are learning so fast. You are so bright, Mud. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I'm done with these mu- more mushrooms, please. I knew I'd have to cook extra for Mud. And she finishes the second pan full of mushrooms, and she pours a heaping mound of mushrooms with a couple eggs mixed in onto Mud's plate. I'm so glad I got my shirt on. His shirt becomes covered in mushrooms (laughs) (laughs) and eggs. Oh, my. Now I get to save this for later. Oh, I forgot to put a bib on you, sweetheart. Come here. And she puts a little bib that says Mama's Baby on it. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mama. You always keep me fed. I love you so much, boys. All right, well, I got a lot of cleaning and chores to do, so finish your breakfast and go out and have your adventure, boys. I wish you luck. Good luck finding that witch. Well, thanks, Mama. I appreciate uh, you f- wishing us luck. We're definitely not going to look for no witches, though, but appreciate it. Thanks for the shrooms. Not a problem. Stop lying to your mother, she says as she walks away. <laughs> So, morning, Mud. I'm glad you got your shirt on. Boy, I looked uh, like a real challenge there. But uh, yeah. what do you say? We, we're going to go out and look for witches today. What you think? I, I'm ready. I, I started putting this shirt on yesterday. Oh, well. <laughs> and it's done. If, uh, if, it, if it comes off again, maybe the witch knows how to put a shirt back on me. Oh, my. I declare. Sometimes, boy, he just... I think you're just studying to be a halfwit, but all right, Mud. Let's let's finish up our let's finish up our shrooms, and then we will go find Chet. Oh yeah, let's let's do it. I didn't get enough to eat yet. Oh here, eat my mushrooms. I shovel my the rest of my food onto his plate, and I said, here, oh. eat. Scarf these down real quick. I'm gonna grab my satchel. I'm gonna grab your satchel, and uh, and maybe a pair of sandals for you, so you're not barefoot in the woods. And then uh, we gonna get Chet and find us some witches. Thank you. What what? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready now. All right. Well, uh, let's do this. I reckon it's time for some witchery. Get get my teddy bear. Uh, Did you get all my right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Here's my uh, teddy bear. Knows here's his, I put his shirt on him too. Here's Humphrey. Here you go. Thank here's you. Humphrey. Thank you. The teddy bear is wearing a t-shirt in the same way that you would wear <laughs> pants. If somebody were to try to put a t-shirt on his pants above their bottom half, that's the way the bear's wearing the shirt. <laughs> Humphrey, <laughs> Humphrey wears his shirts just like you do. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I taught him how to do stuff. Boy. You know what? That's canon. Turns out you are wearing a shirt for pants, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
My <laughs> lord, ready my. to go. If brains were dynamite, there wouldn't be enough for you to blow your nose. Let's get going. As you walk outside, you see a nervous furbolg boy coming up the pathway. Dave, what do they see? Um, Chet Bungsley is <laughs> a kind of skinny, um, clumsy, but not in the way that, that uh, Mud is clumsy. He's just more like awkward. He, he knows how to put his clothes on, but they're like poor fitting, you know, high water pants, shirts just a little too small, just kind of skinny and nervous overall. Good morning, Chet. What's happening? Looking good today there, Mr. Bungsley. It's good to see you. You ready to go search for some witches? I'm pretty excited to go find the witches. I mean, uh, is the witch real? Are we sure that that's a thing? We're not sure of nothing yet. That's why we got to investigate. She's going to help me with my shirt. Yep. What, what? She gonna... I, I'll tell you what. I, I can, uh, if you want to stay here, I can help you with your shirt. And then Chud can go find the witch and, and just tell us how it is. No, no. No, no, no. no Chud said to go no, together. let strangers take my shirt off. Yeah. We, and we <laughs> need all three of us, okay? The entire Apple Bottom gang got to be unified when we go in the woods. I'm tired of being bullied, and I want to find me this witch and see if she can grant my greatest wish. Won't you come with me? Come on, Chet. We need the whole crew. Come on, Chet. Come with me. Help me keep them safe. Okay, you guys, I, uh, I I totally want to go with you. This sounds awesome, but I, I haven't had breakfast yet, so I better go home and get some food, and then uh, I can meet you later. You hear from back in the kitchen, Chud Momsley, I hear somebody say they need breakfast. What can I cook y'all? She comes out with mushroom and egg sandwich mm. and hands it to you. Well, there you go. Can't have my boys and his friends adventuring on an empty stomach, can I? What type of motherly figure would I be? Oh, oh. Uh, th- thank you so much. Uh, keep my boy safe, Chet. You gonna keep my boy safe, Rat? I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep them safe. She looks at Mud. Keep them both safe, baby, please. I will, Mama. I'm gonna eat his mushrooms, though. <laughs> <laughs> when she turns around, Mud reaches over and takes Chet's sandwich. That's I right, wish Chet. there was a, I almost wish there was like a cartoon, because every scene I would want Mud's shirt to be like on in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chet, do you let Mud take the sandwich? Yeah, because, I mean, that was just my excuse, so... Okay, so with no resistance, Mud brings his hoof over and <laughs> grabs the sandwich. I, uh, I, um, I reach into my bag and just, like, hand an apple over to uh, Chet, you know, because we're always picking apples as a cover for our adventure. So I got an apple in my bag. I go, here, here eat this apple. Let that, come on, we got to hit the road. We got to find the Shade Witch. I, I already got an apple. I pull one out of my pocket. We're the Apple Bottom Gang. That's true. So as far as the whole food thing, you was just lying like a rug, wasn't you? Come on, let's go. Oh, oh, uh, what? What? Are we going now? There's no time like the press. Okay. Despite Chet's reluctance, the gang had been planning this for days. Inside, they have preparations to last for the day's travel into the forest. They have food, sleeping bag in case they need to sleep out in the forest overnight. And Chud brought along his Magic for Beginners spellbook. He has currently been reading how to cast the spell Magic Missile, but almost there, but hasn't perfected it yet. And the book is like a yellow soft cover, and it says for dummies on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's better than mine. As you guys are walking down the road, you see a fearsome figure in front of you. You guys just call him the Pack in town. Now, the pack is a group of moon druids. Moon druids are druids who believe in obtaining their power by becoming powerful beasts. 
This group in particular, in this circle of the moon, identifies as wolves. And so you see it looks like some furball werewolves carrying footballs, wearing leather letterman jackets. Oh, crap, y'all. Uh, look, it's the wolves. Uh, in fact, it's even worse than you thought. The leader of the pack is there, Brunder Fernwell. Son of the sheriff. Oh lord! It's Brunder Thurnwell. He's a, he's the son of the sheriff, and he's a real son of a bitch. Yeah. He sees you. He's small, but uh, he's mean enough to hunt bears with a hickory switch. Says, hey, hey, stop what we're doing. You see the nerds over there? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck with them, man. Oh crap! Hey, freak. Yeah, that's right, freak. Oh, dang, we really stepped in the manure here this time, boys. Him flanked by two other furbug werewolves, it looks like, um. uh, wearing Letterman jackets, flanking him. Uh, approach you guys. Lord. Uh, these are older kids. These would be equivalent to seniors in high school to your middle schoolers. What do y'all want? Why don't you get out the way? You're all taking up the whole path. We're trying to get through. Yes, excuse us, please. Chud, make me a dexterity saving throw. 19. I roll better uh, <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> uh. Do I dodge the punch that's about to fucking... He takes the basketball on his hands and tries to bounce it off your face. You see it coming because he's done this move to you a thousand times before. You duck under it and the ball goes rolling. Well, dang, it look, looks like you lost your ball. He looks over at Chet with his meanest face. Go get my ball, nerd. Hey, he's our nerd. You don't talk to him like that. Yeah, Chet's kind of standing behind Mud right now. Yeah, you leave Chet alone. Oh. You go grab your own balls. The other two werewolves go to flank, so uh, Mud can't protect from all angles. Now he's uh, addressing the other furbolgs in his pack. Did I ever tell you guys the history of minotaurs? They're not a natural creature. They were created by wizard magic ages ago. So they're not natural creatures, they're abominations. That means this half-minotaur freak over here isn't even natural. He's half-freak, half-abomination. Which means that anything you guys do to him, that's just with Melora's order. Praise Melora. Dang it! I may be half-minotaur, but at least I'm not a, a wannabe wolf. By the way, your face looks like a dime's worth of dog meat. Why don't you move along? Yeah, dog meat. What did you say to me? He said dog meat to you. And he walks in a very threatening manner towards Chud. He is about to strike Chud. I said you're uglier than a new sheared sheep. I try to kick him right in the balls. <laughs> roll me an attack roll. Oof, eight. That's about right. <laughs> uh, you go to kick him in the balls, and you, I'm going to say that your foot makes contact, but it just sticks there and hurts your foot. <laughs> is this, Ow. Is, did you just try to hurt me? I, <laughs> Ow. Oh. Dang, you got hard balls. What are those, marbles? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm alpha. Good lord. I, I want to take my shirt off and choke him. <laughs> okay. No, I want right. to take my okay. shirt off and choke him with the shirt and then try to put it back on. I love it. Thank you. Go ahead and give me All an attack. All shirt attacks would be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> you don't talk to my brother that way. I'm rixed up and ready to go. I had my mushrooms. Roll a d20. Ooh, another 19. 18. I love it. Okay. So as Brundle Fernwell with a toothy, malicious smile, goes to grab Chud by his collar, ready to beat the bejesus out of him. He seems pretty confident, too, until a shirt is thrown over his head. Uh, turns out Mud was remembers the hole goes in the middle. He puts Brundle's head through the hole, and with the rest of the fabric around his neck, just starts choking the werewolf. Awesome. Hole in the middle! <laughs> 
and he starts tapping. He taps Brundle on the. All right. Watch out for his teeth, Look. bud. His teeth are so crooked he could eat corn corn on the cob through a picket fence. Watch him. <laughs> the other werewolves take a step towards Mud, and Mud tightens the shirt, and he puts his hand up to tell the werewolves to stop. Back up, or I'll, I'll choke him with the mushroom juice in my shirt. Uh, Chet reaches over, and he's like, he's got his hand on. Mud's shirt as well, as if he's helping, because he can't really do anything, so he's just trying to, like, yeah, we we, we got this guy. <laughs> Roll me a constitution check, Chet. Eleven. Chet, you are sweating profusely, but you haven't peed yourself. This is going much better than you thought. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't peed yourself. This is going much better than you thought. That's a funny line. Well, peeing myself is my last line of defense. I'm saving that. <laughs> As the other werewolves back off, Mud takes the shirt off the top of his head and kicks Brundle uh, to the ground away. Take that, Brundle. Brundle, holding his throat, standing up slowly. (laughs) You're dead, nerds. You're fucking dead. Let's go, boys. And the pack wanders off. Brundle, wait. Help me put my shirt back on. Hold on. (laughs) Wait a minute. Chuck, can you help me put my shirt back on? Wow, you guys really... You really helped me hold it down. You stood up and and you and you and you made him back down. That was amazing. Thank you, Mud. Boy, you're the no best problem. brother anybody ever had. I, I gotta say, I yeah, Mud, you you were great. Thanks. I had extra mushrooms this morning. It helped me. I sure do appreciate it. Oh man, that was amazing. I mean that that guy sure was mean. He was. I didn't think we could take him. He looked mean enough to eat off the same plate with a snake. I'll tell you that. And now we got their basketball too. And I take their ball and I put it in my bag. Oh, sweet. You have a fine leather basketball added to your inventory. This is an indoor ball. This thing is solid. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, can we say that it's canon that the shirt that Mud used wasn't the shirt he was wearing as a shirt. It was the shirt he was wearing as pants. So he's standing there (laughs) pantsless now. Now where does the middle hole go? Underwear is not something native to the furball community. He's just standing there, Winnie the Pooh in it. Uh, here, Mud, let, right let me help you put your shirt pants back on. Uh, hold, hold on. The middle you can lean on my shoulder there. Where, Go ahead. Where, yep. where now the put your middle, left leg into the uh, into the arm uh, hole. Gonna, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, your your dangus actually goes through the head hole. It's a little weird. That's the but, middle uh, hole. Middle yeah, that's the middle hole, right? That's Can for you, your wiener. Hold on, hold on. Right, please. okay. We really need to get you some pants, listen, actual pants, listen. probably. Uh, it keeps me cool. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll okay. work. All right. Okay. Got the I think we did it. All right. Thank, thank you, brother Chud. Anytime. After recovering from the bully's attack and after Mud is all dressed, the gang continues to the edge of the forest. They believe that despite all the naysayers, all the people who say it's just a myth, that the Shade Witch lies within this forest. By the way, if we're going to say that Brundle Fernwell looks like Kiefer Sutherland in Stand By Me. That's perfect. Dang it. Boy, I'm so glad we got rid of that big blonde jock bitch. Boy, I'm ready. Let's let you know, I don't believe that uh, the, the, the Shade Witch is just an urban myth. Well, let's find out for ourselves, boys. I, I think it's time to go explore. I agree with you, brother. I, I heard they call her the, the Shade Witch because she just sarcastically insults everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, too. Well, we'll find out. She sounds mean. 
<laughs> uh, as you guys start your adventure, go ahead and give me a nature check, everybody. We're going to see how well you guys make your way to the first. 13 for Chet. I rolled a three. A three from Chud. 12 for Bijan. Not so good. I bring down the whole curve with my bad rolling. Thanks a lot. Quite a bit. <laughs> I need two people to protect me throughout the whole campaign, y'all. I feel like me and me and Mud are doing okay. We just keep <laughs> having to corral Chud. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Chud. Oh dang, guys! I I stepped in a in a in a dang gopher hole. Help me! <laughs> oh dang, another gopher hole. Both of my legs are down in gopher holes. With those nature rolls, we're going to say that at some point, deep in the forest, it looks like swamp or a moor. Deep, stagnant water. It's just a place where water has collected in the forest and, and created a swamp. Looking back and you think, well, you guys clearly wandered off the path. It's going to take about two hours to get back to where you're going. Or you can just cut through the swamp. Dang it, I, I thought the mayor said he was going to drain this thing. Sad. Hmm. Sad. <laughs> While the water would be too deep for a human, all of you with your above-average furbolg height should be able to get across with the water going up to... On the shortest of you, Chud, it would go up to his neck. So the choice is either to go through the water, which is the direct path, or... Two-hour detour. Uh, We don't want a two-hour detour. We're going through, right? All right. We're going to go. We're headstrong. I say... Come on now. We can't be... We can't take too long. Let's let's go through this bog. It probably takes about 10 minutes. You guys feel the soft mud slide between you guys' toes. You see various types of aquatic plant life brush against your legs. You even think you guys feel a fish or two brush up against you. <laughs> that tickles, y'all. I'm going to eat a fish. Finally, you guys get to the end. And on Chet's face, you see something black right near his cheek. Um, Chet... I don't want to alarm you, but if you could please not move, there's something trying to devour your skull. Yeah, don't don't be scared, but it is it, eating your face. Oh, oh no! What is it? He starts flailing and, and jumping around. Roll a nature check, all of you. Twelve. Peach got a nine. Got a nine. Chad, you had the highest roll. You don't know what this thing is, but it looks real slimy. You see a little bit of blood leaking from the side of where this black thing is attached to Chet's face. Chet can't feel much. Yeah, so I don't, again, don't want to alarm you, but it seems like a tiny slimy demon is devouring your face. There is blood. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, wait, somebody get it. He's he's jumping around and flailing. I'm not sure I want to touch it. Uh, Mud, you want to punch him in the face? At the end of the sentence, without even saying anything, he just punches. Chet gets punched. It explodes. Blood explodes all over Chet's face and Mud's fist. At that point, you guys see that this was a leech. Furthermore, Mud, after punching him, looks at his arm and sees several of these black creatures on his arm. Oh, my Lord. You're covered in leeches. Plus, I think you killed Chet. I think he's dead. That might have exploded his whole head. Chet, roll me a constitution check. Uh, seven. Chet's unconscious. <laughs> Covered in oh leeches. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I think he killed Chet. That was a bad plan of mine. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I think we better do something other I than punch. I got anchovies on my Jeez. I'm picturing Mud just punching himself at this point. See if you can pluck them all. Pluck them all, Mud. Pluck them. I'm going to eat. Wait a minute. I do like anchovies. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. M- I got Mud goes from punching all the black spots on his body to grabbing them and shoving them in his mouth. Mud, are there any leeches on me? You can eat them for free. They're like little portobellos. Go ahead. Oh, there's one right here. You, you're gonna have you. 
you're gonna have to take your pants off. Oh boy, I'm covered in body mushrooms, but let's see. Uh, here, I'm taking them off. Uh, brother, I'm gonna look you in the eye. I think there's a there's a anchovy down south. Oh, Claude, have mercy, Claude. Let Is me, that a? There's two. Oh no, good lord. Hold on, I'm I'm, I'm getting these <laughs> anchovies up here. Your whatever they're called. Okay. <laughs> Can you, anybody want to eat these anchovies off my chest? You, you know I Help do. Help me, know, mud. You know I do. All right, I'm going to pluck the one off of my wiener without letting him get at that one. Wait, don't waste, um, don't waste that one, brother. This one's not for you, mud. Okay. Chet, you're coming to consciousness right about this time to see this scene. Give me that anchovy that was on that wee-wee. Hey, it looks like uh, Chet's coming too. Are you all right, Chet? Don't. Whoa. Give it, Wait, what are you guys doing? What's give going it on? An oh, we're just getting naked in a swamp. Chet doesn't know what's happening. He just sees his friends naked, and he sees mud grabbing things off of him and his brother's body, and then eating them. <laughs> and then noticing that there's a bunch of things all over Chet. Brother Chet won't give me his crotch anchovy. Mud's having a snack oh, real quick, oh. and uh, um, he actually saved you. You were about to be eaten by a leech, and he he valiantly uh, uh, <laughs> blasted the hell out of that leech and your face, unfortunately. I, I, I can't believe I'm having this dream again. He starts slapping himself in the face. Wake up, wake up, Chet. It ain't a dream. This is real. You're really in the swamp with us. When Chet slaps himself in the face, he feels a leech on his other cheek. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, boy. At that point, Chet, who's still piecing this together, sees a lumbering mud walking over him with to him with a hungry look in his eyes. Mm. <laughs> I'll get that for you. Come here. Come here, let me get... I don't even know what's happening Oh, right wait, now. that was your ear. Hold on. There it is. Get, oh, uh, no. Mud's hands go under Chet's shirt into his pants, scanning his whole body for leeches. It is a very invasive thing that is happening. I know, I know you've got more anchovies in here. <laughs> One day, Mud, you could work for the TSA. Give me these anchovies. After clearing yourselves of the leeches, by the way, uh, you guys would later go on to learn that those were spirit leeches that could do quite a bit of damage had they not been removed quickly. Good job. Whew, thank goodness. As you guys continue wandering through the forest, go ahead and give me another survival check. Or nature check. Nature check. Boy, I, I'm telling you, boys, I... Nine. I just rolled a two, and I, I, I am particularly scared. I, I, I don't know if this was such a good idea, guy. Boys, I'm as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. You think we should continue through the swamps? Did anybody else roll good? No, we all rolled bad. Nine, two, and seven. Making your way to the edge of the forest, you guys eventually get towards the border of the graveyard. You guys realize you've been going in the wrong direction. You guys at some point started going west when you should have been going towards the center of the forest. You are at the edge of this graveyard. This is the place where furbolgs are interred when they die. It is not meant for those who are not of holy Melora's grace to step foot on these hollowed grounds. But you also know that if you were to jump this fence and cut through this graveyard, you'd probably be a lot closer to that witch. It's going to take you at least five hours to go back and then five hours to double back to get back to where you want to go. Oh, my Lord. Boys, we got to go through a graveyard now after the leeches. I don't know. I I mean, we we should probably just go home and and try this again another time. 
I think that's the best idea. There's no other time, though. I mean, this is the only time when the Shade Witch is going to be here, well, from well, what I've heard. What time is it right now? Oh, it's high noon. No, it's uh, it's time to party. <laughs> it's time to find that witch. It's the witching hour. Chud, you want to go, but you've heard tales that this graveyard is guarded by a displacer beast named Chopper. But not just any displacer beast. This displacer beast had been trained to sick young furbogs in a very sensitive area. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the tale goes that Chopper was trained to castrate any young furbog who trespassed. It is said that the last thing many a young furbog remembers before being attacked is Chopper sick balls. Oh, my Lord. I wonder if I should share that information or if it's just going to make them more scared. I think I better just internalize that and uh, say, you know, I, I heard there's a dog um, up ahead, Ooh. a displacer beast dog. I know how much you love dogs, Mud. I um, love dogs. Yeah. I love uh, to put my face right in front of them and nuzzle their nose. Well, you might not want to do that with this dog, but um, we, uh, here's what I can think we should do. Can he sit in my lap? We brought some rations. Do we have any meat that we can offer to the dog? I think our best bet is to give him some food and then uh, maybe run like hell. I think I heard of this dog. I, I heard he has pretty sick balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Mm -hmm. I love balls. You guys think maybe we should we should try to get to the chopper? Yeah, yeah, I think we should get to the chopper. That's a good point. You search your bag and you don't find any meat, but you do find some Aarakocra chicken eggs that may or may not have come from a neighbor who's a little upset. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, all right. I didn't find any meat, but I did find some eggs. Uh, oh. um, I don't know if we can offer eggs to a, to a displacer beast. I mean, dog, uh, but... We're going to try. Let's see if he likes to eat eggs. I wonder if he needs them cooked or how he likes these eggs. The gang climbs over the fence and begins taking the graveyard shortcut. I uh, also take out my book of magic for dummies, and I start to read and reread the section on the magic missile, see if I can try to memorize it real quickly while we're walking. <laughs> we're going to say that to make it even easier, your brother sees you reading and walking and decides to put you on his shoulders. Oh, thank you, Mud. I, you know... Come, come on here, Chuck. Get on this. <clears throat> I really appreciate it. It helped me get some quick reading in and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not very good in this terrain with my short little stubby legs. I'm only about six foot nine. You guys have been walking for about 30 minutes through this graveyard when in the distance you can see the fence, very similar to the one you jumped to get in here, marking the other side of this graveyard and the end to your shortcut. Oh, this is this is great. We don't even have to make sure these eggs get to the chopper. <laughs> You're right, Chet. Look, I see the end of the I see the light at the end of the tunnel, meaning this fence. Let's get to it. I'm a little tired. We take here, a nap. I'll jump down. Let's take a nap right here. So, no, no, we, we can't take a nap here. Let's get to the other side of this fence first. But uh, I need to sleep. I'm going to lay down. Oh, dang it, Mud. <laughs> mud. As Mud lays down, he sits against a headstone. Oh. 
It's this ornate ward stone. There's no words on it, just uh, just ancient runes marking the passing of a powerful druid many years Whoa. ago. He leans up against it, and it falls over with a loud thud. Oh, oh no. Well, that, that's oh. not good. Uh, it was already like that. At that point, you hear, Hey! Hey, kids, what the fuck are you doing over there? Oh, Lord. Right here. You come over here. I'm talking to your parents. Get over here right now. Maybe if we tell them I was taking a nap, he won't be mad. I, I think we're going to go, mud. No, cheese it. It's the fuzz. Come on, we got to get out of here. Get up all, off your butt. Uh, Let's go. But it, here lies mud. Get up. I'm napping. I'm trying to get him up. Chet takes off towards the fence. Okay. Chuds is there with mud. As soon as the gentleman in the distance sees Chet take off, you hear Chopper, Chopper. Sick, sick balls. balls. Oh. oh no! Gosh, you gotta oh. get up, Mud. Come oh. on, you're so lazy. You're like, move it. Come on. Oh Lord, you're like molasses in January. I start poking him, prodding him, trying to get up. Giant dog that's gonna come and rip your nether regions off. Roll an intelligence check, Chud. Okay, I rolled a 17, baby. You see on the gravestone next to you wild mushrooms growing out. Um, there's there's some wild mushrooms on that gravestone. I know how much you love those. Don't you want to eat those? And let's go. I grab them and I said I try to offer them to uh, to uh, my brother to try to get him to get up. I try to do what I do with my cat, which is. You know, tempt him with a treat so that he'll he'll do what I say. Ooh. Let me let me eat those mushrooms. Come on, Mud, get up! I got shrooms and I start running from the fence. While while this is happening, uh, Chet, as he's approaching the fence, he's well. Well, if Chopper just wants a sick balls, I, I guess we can help him out. He takes the basketball out of his bag and throws it in the other direction, hoping the dog goes after it. Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and roll for the dog and see what happens. Natural 20. Dog catches the ball and pops it. You've seen that episode of The Simpsons where... Yeah. (laughs) Where Bart's being chased by two Doberman pinchers and Homer goes, Don't worry, boy, I'll throw this sausage. And he throws a sausage and then the dog just catches it in stride and keeps running. Keep running, boy. He has a taste for blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what just happened. This dog just effortlessly grabs... I don't know that a dog can palm a basketball, but it does it with its mouth and then just pops it mid-run. Oh, and no. keeps going. Now he wants more balls. <laughs> That's right, Chopper. Get those balls. More balls. Sick balls, Chopper. You hear the distance. You guys are running as fast as you can. Chud, you're still on his shoulders, and you're just holding the mushrooms in front of his face. And because he doesn't realize <laughs> that they're really only three inches, mud just keeps running forward. It's like a horse with a carrot. <laughs> I want to see if we can get him to just burst right through the fence, the though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear as you see this lumbering, uncoordinated baby Huey figure running like with its arms. Oh my god, the mushrooms! <laughs> Chet, go ahead and give me an athletics check. A four. Four. You get to the fence and you see Chet has taken several steps up and then just fallen down. It's not even like a lot of steps, it's just his first step and he can't even hold it. Chet's uh Chet's not an outdoors kid. No, he's have you guys <laughs> I feel like we're going to do a lot of Simpsons reference. You remember the episode yeah. where the bully hung Milhouse on the fence <laughs> yes. by his underwear? That's what's happened to Chet. He doesn't know how, but as he tries to climb the fence, he got You're hung wedging up. yourself on yeah. the fence. Yes, okay. exactly. 
as you guys arrive to the fence, you guys expect to see Chet on the other <laughs> side, but instead you see him hanging from his underwear upside down, hanging from <laughs> not even that high of a point on the fence. Right. Mud, grab Chet off the, off of his wedgie perch. Do we know him? Yeah. I got him. Grab him. That's a, That hurts Chet because they've known each other for many years. Actually makes Chet a little more concerned about his mental state. <laughs> yes, it's your I best friend, Chet. <laughs> Yeah, let's say mud crashes through, and it's right where I was hanging, so I just kind of fly through with him. <laughs> so you murder Chet. Go ahead and give me a strength check, uh, mud, and I'll give it to you at advantage. You're a big, strong guy. Four. Oof. Mud comes running up. He's focused so much on the mushrooms that he doesn't even see the wall. Or Chet hanging from the wall in front of him and doesn't realize that he's running straight for Chet. He runs directly into Chet, probably knocking him unconscious for the second time in an afternoon, which Chet doesn't realize the effects of CTE now, but by the end of his life, he will have realized that today was the day that he lost brain function. And the end of his life is coming in just a few years, by the way. Yeah. So, but uh, with a roll of 14, you do not have enough power to smash through. You basically just run into your friend and all three of you fall backwards onto the ground. You hear Chopper gaining on you. I, at this point, attempt to find the magic missile spell in my book again after falling to the ground off of his shoulders and smashing into a wall and turn uh, to the dis to the to the displacer beast and try to cast magic missile hopefully for the first time successfully at this monster chud reaches into his backpack finds his books quickly flips to a page that he has bookmarked well because i was reading it while i was on his uh on his back right remembering all the steps that is necessary to cast the spell magic missile chud points his finger at chopper and expects a magic missile to come out but he sits there his finger might as well have just fizzled there was nothing that happened looks like chud's first bell wasn't going to happen right now a little stick comes out of his finger with a sign that says bang oh that ain't good y'all we got trouble we got trouble in river city y'all you guys are panicking trying to get away you turn around I toss an egg. That'll be my next thing. <laughs> Chud drops an egg and turns around, desperately trying to climb the fence along with his friend Chet. His little brother, Mud, <laughs> steps in front of them. And seconds later, you expect to hear violence as a beast rips the scrotum off of your brother. He goes through <laughs> the hole at the bottom of his t-shirt oh, to, find, to find his easily exposed genitals. However... <laughs> <laughs> through his shirt pants. Instead, you hear Mud laughing. <laughs> and you turn around and you see a displacer beast, but it's not the Rottweiler breed that you've been brought up to fear. It's like a golden retriever breed. It's very friendly. It's, it's licking Mud's face. In fact, <laughs> Mud has his big arms around it, giving it a hug. Mud, give me a strength check. Oh, oh Jesus. It's going to be your Lenny of Mice and Men moment. Oh, no. Uh, with a six. See, I was try trying to figure out how to do this. I think I stick with low. If you roll low, it's bad. If you rolled high, oh, you were able to control your muscles and strength. If not, uh, with a roll of six. Oh, man. I am sorry. Mud is laughing. Mud is happier than you've ever seen him, Chud. He is enamored by this cuddly displacer beast licking your face. I declare, he looked like a puppy with two tails. Look how happy. <laughs> Unfortunately, this fun scene is cut short as 
a very excited Mud, whose excitement left him unable to control his strength, causes him to hug this displacer piece too hard, and you just hear a crack. <laughs> I just love you, puppy. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh that ain't good either. Not again. Okay. Well, Mud, I, I think uh, I think that doggy is taking a quick nap like you just were. So let's get the hell out of here. What you doing, my displacer beast? Get back here, you damn kids! Oh no! Chopper! It's, Chopper! It's Farmer John! Come on, we got to get that out of here before Farmer John gets back. Come on, give me a give me a boost up over this fence now, Mud. All right, now throw Chad over to me. As Mud is still not comprehending what's happened to the Displacer Beast, Chud just climbs up on his brother's shoulders and is given instructions. Hey, throw Chud over, etc., etc. Now climb over, Mud. Climb on over. <coughs> At that point, Mud just walks through a gate that was just <laughs> like 10 feet, 10 feet away. There it is. You know, guys, perception checks, you know, that we got them. You know, they're a tool we all can use to find out our surroundings. <laughs> Well, I did put my shirt on. Dang it, Mud. You are smarter than you look. <laughs> well done. What? It's on backwards. You know that. As you walk away, you hear the sobbing of Chopper's owner. See, Chopper? <laughs> Chopper, are you okay? As you lovable children wander back into the forest. I run off, but I say, one day I'm going to learn how to cast spells that would heal such a dog. At some point while going through the forest, you notice a canyon splitting the forest in two probably about a mile down the way you see a train track probably uh, an invention of those big city folk to transport their goods to and fro and as much as your kind might hate big city folk this bridge for the train would be perfect for you guys and your party getting across this canyon well look at that y'all come on apple bottom gang i say we head across this train track let's just go the direct route go across the bridge you have heard these loud behemoths in the distance. You have a general idea of what they are. In fact, Chud specifically is the more learned one of the group who's saved every little piece of written knowledge and that he could throughout the years. I've heard tell of these trains. <laughs> Chud's the only one who knows kind of how they work. You guys start walking down these train tracks. So whose tracks are these? What kind of thing makes these tracks? Well, it's like a, a giant uh, sort of metal caterpillar that travels along these tracks, and uh, and uh, they're real fun. But you know when they're coming. You can hear them. They toot, toot, a little ways ahead, so we should be all right. Let's just uh, mosey along this way, y'all. I'm really looking forward to meeting with that shade witch, you know. I, I'm just real tired of being picked on all the time for being different you know just because old chudley here is half minotaur people got all kind of jokes about me and the fact that i'm smaller than uh than the rest of y'all well i just think it's uh i just can't wait to use my wish i want to fit in what are you gonna wish for buddy i really i just want to be like everybody else you know i don't want to be different i i want to i want to fit in and, and have people like me and not hate me for being different but you're so little, brother. Chuddy, you don't want to be like everybody else. You, you're, that's what makes you special. That's how different you are. Well, that's what my mama says, but it seems like being different these days makes everybody just mean to you. I'm different. You're different, but you're so big, it don't matter. If you anybody says anything, I mean, you just knock their dang block off. And, like that anchovy. I mean, well, also, 
you are all furball, so, you know, they're not really making fun of you the same way. Nobody calls you a horny toad or a cow man or utterly ugly or moo moo, you are ugly or any of the dang milk-related puns that I get. But, uh, what is your wish, brother? Well, I think I just wish to be normal, really. I wish to be... (sighs) I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish... You wish you were a baller? I wish you still had that basketball back so we could play. I was thinking about wishing to get it back. Maybe that's what I'll use mine for. Is that what you're going to use your wish for? What are y'all going to wish for? Chud, give me a perception check. Okay, rolling perception check. Seven, yikes. You don't notice anything? Well, I didn't notice Uh, shit, (laughs) y'all. What do y'all want to wish for? I mean, guess we could wish for anything, really. Except for not... We can't wish for more wishes. I know that's a, that never works. Bud, you're, you're probably going to wish for a brain, right? Wait, are you, are you talking to me, Chip? <laughs> I will punch that. <laughs> I, I wish to change my name from Mud to Dumb and spell it backwards. Because with a name like Mud... Instead of mud, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna name yourself name dumb. Like mud, you know everybody saying? thinks I'm dumb. So, right. Duh. But with a name like dumb, they what are they gonna think then? Now why you gotta go ask me a question like that, Judd? You're my brother. You're just supposed to accept my choices. Well, I got your back, but I'm just saying you could do it if you want to. You could change your name. You don't need a wish for that. I'm gonna go back and wake that puppy up and stay with him if you don't want me on this trip, Judd. Are you saying I'm dumb because my name is Mud, Chuck? No, no, I want you on the trip, and I, I, not at all. I fully support your your choice, but I think you could just rename yourself if you want to. I, I, I mean, I call you whatever you like. Mama said I need a witch to do that. Yeah, are you calling Mama really? a liar? No, what? Why are you so accusatory right now, Mud? Well, because you didn't give me that last anchovy in the crotch, you threw it away. <laughs> A selfishly brother oh, you're thing right to do, well and my name I, is gonna be dumb and you leave me alone chud listen i promise from now on i will give you all my Thank my you. crotch chovies i'm gonna be dumb from now on what if i change my name to not dumb <laughs> <laughs> i think that's pretty good change your name to not I'm dumb that's it. not bad i might change it to not dumb but not because you said i just because i wanted to yeah, well... I was already thinking about good it idea. earlier before you said it. I just didn't know I was. Give me another perception check, Chud. All right, a big big nine. Just so you know, for each time these uh, these happen, the DC gets a little bit lower. But yeah, no, you don't notice anything. Okay. What about you, Chet? What do you think you're going to wish for when we meet the Shade Witch? I, I, I think I'm going to wish to get that basketball back. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's a good wish. I mean, or, or maybe world peace. I don't know. Either one. Chud, go ahead and give me another uh, perception check. 18. Crushed it. Uh, maybe it's because you're not trapped in your head. You know, you damn intellectuals and your big city book learned type always thinking. Because maybe if you hadn't been in your head, uh, it's as clear as day now. You'd have noticed the rumbling of the tracks, the subtle choo-choo in the distance. Uh, you could feel something weighing many, many tons coming down the line. And you turn around, and not too far from the start of the bridge, you see the train speeding towards you. Oh, crap, boys. We're in a tight spot. It looks like the train's coming after us. We could either run and try to get across this bridge, or I suppose we could jump. Is there water below? What's down there? 
because you noticed it late, but you guys were also walking for a bit, you guys probably have another 300 yards ahead of you to get to the end of this bridge. It would be suicide to jump because it's not water beneath you. It's more like a rocky canyon mm. beneath you. But you, the closer you get to the other end, if you need to jump, the higher your chances of survival. Chet, uh, Chet looks at his two buddies in, in all seriousness. He says, Apple Bottom Gang, boots with a fur. It's time for us to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, go ahead and give me a dexterity check. Go. Uh, I got a five. Four. Eleven. Five, four, eleven. One sec. You guys are not good at athletics. I didn't even roll to tell you that. Chet starts running, but starts having an asthma attack partway through. Um, <laughs> because they're train tracks, Chud is terrified about stepping in between one, so is very carefully doing like a waltz. <laughs> the only one who's making any sort of decent time is Mud, but Mud kind of keeps getting distracted by that big thing making the whistling noise behind him. What is that thing? Is that an ice cream truck? Just keep running! Keep running, ignore the whistle. We might have snacks. The train is rapidly approaching. You guys are about halfway. Go ahead and give me another dexterity check. Ooh, 19 this time. 18. 13. For your boy. Chud and Chet, this train has put the fear of Melora deep in you. You <laughs> suddenly find your inner Hussein Bolt and you take off down the tracks. You guys pass mud. Come on, Mud. You got to beat feet, man. We don't want to get hit. You get hit by that train, you're going to be more dead than a can of corned beef. Move along, buddy. Chud and Chet get to the end. The train is getting closer and closer. Mud is about 200 feet away from the end of the trail road tracks. He's not going to make it. Mud, you're going to have to jump. Give me a dexterity check. Chud looks at uh, Chud and says, looks like it's just the two of us now. (laughs) Nice. 18. <laughs> Mud jumps off over to the side. Fortunately, he made it far enough that where he jumps, it's probably just a 25-foot drop. Obviously not a small distance. What's impressive is that he lands a roll like that in a superhero pose. You guys... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang. Mud, that is the coolest thing i ever seen you do. I was about to clamber down the rocks and look at your corpse, but... You seem to be uh, doing better than I expected. Well, that loud horn was chasing me, so I just jumped. Wow, you are athletic. I didn't realize it, but okay. Well, come on back up here. Can you climb up them rocks to us? And and uh, luckily, you avoided that train. We would have been squished, brother. It's, <laughs> it's, it's about wearing the shirt pants. To help you with your jumping. Oh, I see. Yeah, I forgot to paint that picture. As he's in the superhero pose, the only thing kind of taking cool points away is that as his knees bent and hands on the ground, uh, you can see his junk hanging out of the shirt in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to request no fan art. <laughs> I'm hoping he has a sock on it, kind of like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like that a lot better, that he's uh, doing the Red Hot Chili Pepper sock thing. He genuinely thought this is where a sock went. Like yeah, just... it was an accident. Like, his other sock is on one of his hands. Why is socks always in pairs? <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that other what one? Am I supposed to put a sock on someone else? <laughs> Okay, we're going to say you guys make your way up the hill and make your way back into the forest. Go ahead and give me one more nature roll. Two. A big two, baby. Right back to my normal ways. Seventeen. I go, I've heard of nature. You guys are wandering your way through the woods. Chud, you're following your instincts. 
you lead the gang through the woods until finally you come to this clearing. There's a hanging ivy, almost like a curtain before you. You pull the ivy aside and you just see stone. It's the side of a mountain. You thought there'd be a cave. Chud, you get pretty frustrated. Mud can't seem to help you too much either. Dang, I was sure there was going to be something behind this here moss curtain more than just a pile of rocks. That's, yeah, this is vexing. Maybe when you when we find the witch, you can you can wish for something to be back there. You know what they always say. What's that? I was asking if you know what they always. say. I don't know. I don't know what they always say, but I've clearly taken us to the wrong spot here. Dang Sometimes it. they say they say if you keep trying and it doesn't work, then you failed. Chet, you remember something. Uh, from your training with that nature check, you see that uh, somebody who really doesn't know what they're doing or somebody who wants to be found has been wandering through this forest. You see all the telltale signs, snap twigs at shoulder height. When you look harder, you see tracks. It looks like human tracks. Hard to tell anything else. Hey, you guys, I uh, remember when I was in Scouts and, and I took that, I got that badge about uh, learning how to, to walk through nature and, and look for things. You guys remember that? Yeah, I, I do. I, I tend to recall. They taught me a lot of things. I learned. I learned so many things in that class, like how to how to spot telltale signs and 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 things to look for when you're in the wilderness. Yeah. And and I got my badge for that. I, I became really good at seeing those things. It's just it's it's sort of a skill that I have now. Like I'm I'm able to to see when things in nature are like telling you things that that you couldn't really see normally if you weren't as perceptive as me. Or if maybe if you hadn't had this class, you know, the, the class I have the badge for. That's a damn good anecdote, but can you apply that information currently? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, someone's been through here. I can see a trail where they were walking. The more Chet wanders down towards where the tracks are headed and concentrates down that way, he, he thinks he smells some jambalaya or, or, or some, some seafood-based food with a lot of spice. Yes, I'm telling you, there, there, there's definitely somebody out here. I can I can see they walk through, and, and I think I can smell food. Like, they might be cooking something right now. Who's cooking? Mud starts sniffing, and Mud is able to <laughs> smell food coming from the east. Wait a minute, I, I smell some food. It's coming from that side. I don't know what that, that over there is. It's, it's cooking. It's not anchovies. <sighs> You guys stay right here. I'll go eat the food and come back. I'll tell you what the food was. No, no, no. We got to stick together. Come on. We'll all go towards the food. Mud just takes off. He, after saying that, he doesn't hear anything his uh, brother's saying. Uh, I, I run after him. You guys follow behind. Follow his nose. It always knows. Finally, Mud stops. You come to a clearing and you see a wagon. Mud. It looks like a gypsy wagon, covered wagon. You could tell whoever is in this wagon travels in it. But hmm. it's weird. There's no road leading in and out. Whatever brought this thing here, it didn't travel on wheels. There's no tracks leading in and out. It, it, it doesn't look like it's been here long, but you this suspect it might be here because of magical means. There's a wagon in the woods, y'all. wonder how it got here. And this is a very large wagon. Uh, this is like a, would be like a flatbed truck wagon. You see curtains at the tail end, along with stairs, seemingly inviting you guys in. Is the food smell coming from there, Mud? It is, brother. I'm going to go. This is definitely it. This might even be where the witch lives. Oh, wow. This could be the witch's wagon. Be careful, Mud. Uh, but yeah, if you're leading the way, <laughs> go for it. As you are debating whether or not to come in, you hear a voice from inside your head. Welcome, Welcome children. children. Welcome to the house of Miss Leo, the Shade Witch. Well, that Jamaican witch is calling us in. We should go. 
I seem to sense it psychically. Well, we're not allowed to go in until she invites us. Isn't that how it works? She just invited us, you pussy. As you go up the stairs and enter the Shade Witch's trailer, you notice an older tabaxi woman. She looks like a lion, whereas Kevin looks like Grumpy Cat. A bandana on her head, long flowing robes. Welcome Welcome to to Mrs. Leo's Leo's Tent Tent of Wonders. wonders. Well, you found me. What do you want of the Shade Witch? (laughs) We want your lucky charms. Well, that's more. Miss Leo. I got some jambalaya here for you. Oh, that sounds wonderful. That's actually what drew us in. We'll tell you what, I get the feeling we're running low on time. So how about Miss Leo got shit to do? Let's start with you, little one. What be your wish? You found me. I reward courage. She looks at Chet. Chet. Oh, uh, you know what? I was thinking about that all the way here, and I, I finally decided what my wish should be for. I wish I knew what to wish for. <laughs> Understood, and she snaps her fingers, and all of a sudden, Chet realizes that he could have wished for world peace. He could have wished for fame and fortune. Chet even could have wished for a cure to the disease that's affecting his mother's ability to walk. (laughs) Oh, my God. Chet comes up with an itemized list. There you go. (laughs) Next time you find an enchanted creature who is able to grant wishes, you'll remember that list there, little one. Oh, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Good luck with your mother. I hope she gets better. <laughs> oh, no. Are you sure you don't want me to prevent what happens in two months to her? All right, well, I'll give you your wish. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Chet's now off to the side, just like studying the list, being, oh, these are all great ideas. And what about you, brave one? And looks at Chud. What do you want? Well, I'm going to tell you, I thought long and hard about this, and I came to seek you because people have been picking on me and beating on me and just making fun of me and leaving me out. I'm an outcast because I'm different. And I just don't want to be different anymore. I want to be normal. If you could if you could help me, I want to be normal. That's my wish. We're a child. I can't be helping you with that. Normal is boring. I, can't, I would never curse you with something like that. And it becomes a Mountain Dew commercial and we all just skateboard out of there. I'll make you extreme, yo. <laughs> but Miss Leo, be understanding people not feeling happy and not comfortable with who they are. I'll tell you what Miss Leo is going to do, though. I'll make you into the person you were meant to be. You're a special one. Miss Leo will be make you into what you're meant to be. Miss Leo will make you into your true form. How does that sound? It sounds good to me, Miss Leo. I appreciate it. But before I grant this wish, what do you want, Mud? Actually, hold on. I want to whisper my, my wish into your ear. Well, come here, child. Whisper in Miss Leo's ear. Hey, Mud, you know, I was thinking there's another wish besides, you know, changing your name to dumb or not dumb. I was thinking you could wish to be smart. I mean, you could be the smartest one in town. Why don't you, why don't you wish for that? Oh. I mean, you're already the biggest, toughest guy around that I know, but you could also be the smartest. It's a good idea. Mud whispers his wish in Miss Leo's ear, and she turns to him and with genuine the heartwarming smile and, and a look that says she admires Mud greatly. She says, done. And then we all got giant dongs. <laughs> <laughs> and she hears both of the wishes and, and snaps her fingers. You guys go unconscious. You wake up an undetermined amount of time later and Miss Leo is gone and her wagon are gone. You're laying in the middle of the forest. Mud, did you wish for us all to take a nap? What happened? Listen, I I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) You guys look at Chud and you've noticed he got his wish. 
you see not the boy standing in front of you. You see like a Tom Hanks big situation. Chud looks like a young man now. Probably looked like a, an awkward senior in high school, freshman in college equivalent, right? Still a furball? Yeah, for a furball. Uh, but okay. you notice he has full horns now. He has Texas longhorn style horns coming out of his head, uh, not just the budding horns that he had when you saw him. But most curiously of all, you see huge udders under his shirt. Um, oh, my Lord. What did she do to me? She made me more cow, not less. What? It, it, it went in blazes. I don't understand. Look at these horns. And I got udders on my, on my, on my front side. Oh, my Lord. Quick point to you two. This would be like the equivalent to like if your best friend got huge awesome tits one day and you were a teenager like they, they, these udders are not meant for so a male. you're saying it's a win-win uh you guys have a tough time taking your eyes off of the cleavage that your friend has whoa 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 damn y'all hey hey listen my eyes are up here i know you're Quit. my brother but that's a nice rack of holes Quit you got my udders. why do i keep having these weird dreams this is crazy start slapping himself dang it chet don't be don't be looking at my teeth. Listen, because you guys are so distracted with this, go and give me a dexterity check, all three of you. Twelve. Eleven. Eight. Uh, you guys are so distracted by Chud's sweet new udders that you don't even notice, and you don't notice Brundle Fernwell and the rest of his werewolves sneak up on you. Chud, you look up and you see Brundle's teeth around your brother's neck just holding there. You see the other two members of the moon circle restraining Chet. <laughs> you, you got tits! You know, he's, he has tits now! He has tits! <laughs> and then looks at Mud. Bet you thought it was real funny when you attacked me earlier. Hey, Chud, I'm about to rip your brother's throat out in front of you like a real wolf. Dang it, y'all assholes followed us a long ways. <laughs> Yeah, we saw some dead dog. You guys, who? somebody killed a dog. <laughs> it's actually the first sign of a serial killer. You sons of bitches. All right. You notice blood coming from Mud's throat as he's just slowly sinking his teeth in. You know what I wished for, Chud? What's that, Mud? I wish that Chud was happy. Chud is overtaken with emotion. He remembers the book in his bag, knowing that for the first time in their relationship, his brother needs a protector. Chud points his finger, closes his eyes, and attempts one last time to cast Magic Missile. Can I reach out like I'm about to try to cast it again from my finger and then decide, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to really adopt who I am. And I reveal my udders completely. And I just concentrate and I say, you get your slovenly jaws off my brother's jaws. And then I Cast magic missile from my teats. From Chud's teats, one single magic missile escapes and strikes Brundle Fernwall in the head. He goes limp. The other two wolves run away. Yeah, you better run. You don't want none of this titty action, do you? <laughs> That's my brother. That's my brother. Oh, I love you, Mud. Thank you so much. That was such a good, <sighs> such a brave, valiant. Uh, uh, I can't. I just can't believe you wished that for me, Mud. You, you sure did make me happy. I, I give him a big hug. I try to make sure his neck is okay. I love you, Chud. Yeah. 
He's still bleeding a bit, but it's just a flesh wound. Chud, you love yourself. You you don't hate what you are. You don't you feel like you've leveled up emotionally. You've learned to wow. accept the chud within. <laughs> uh, and you and while self-growth is a lifelong process, you're finally on the right path. Mud, thanks to you, I I finally come to terms with who I really am. I, I think I'm a Zen Buddhist now because I've reached a level of acceptance. All because of you, bro. I love you. That's what I wished for from that lady. He says as he's staring at his brother's tits. <laughs> I'm just going to button up my shirt now, but boy, this sure was one heck of an adventure. Uh, at that point, Chet looks down at... Brundle, Fernwell, hoping he doesn't wake up, and he realizes that he's returned back to his furbolg form. Furthermore, he doesn't see him breathing, and that head wound is bleeding a lot. This is the sheriff's son. Chud, this is this is bad. This, it, I think this kid's gonna die, and you're gonna, it's gonna be blamed on us. This is bad. This is really bad, especially you know with how the town doesn't like you anyways. I, we we can try to cover for you, but it's probably gonna be best if you just take off. Well, dang it. I'm going to have to hit the road, huh? Well, can you try to make sure this boy don't die? Like, wrap up his noggin in, in some gauze, or, or I'll stick around and do it if you don't no, think no, you can. No, I'll take my shirt yeah, off. I'll, I'll add it to my another list of wishes, but... Oh, you going to take your shirt pants off and wrap it around his face? Yeah, like a, like a wrap. Make sure the part that covers the crotch is right for, you know, where his nose where his, is, because that might help him revive. I got it, brother. As Mud picks up this lifeless body and starts wrapping it, uh, you get the feeling he's uh, really enjoying wrapping it, wrapping it tighter and tighter until you just hear more snapping. No, don't don't break his head. Don't break his head. You get the feeling Mud just ruined Chance of Resurrection. He's <laughs> not oh, oh, no. Chud, you better go. We'll take care of this. Uh, all right. I guess I better hit the road, y'all. Um, well, dang, Mud. I guess you better leave his, his dead body on the ground. Listen, Mud... I, I, I'm putting you in charge now, okay? I know you're the younger brother, but it's all on you, okay? You got to go back. You got to take care of mama. You can't let nothing happen to her. The sheriff and his men, they're going to come. They're going to try and mess with her, but you got to stay strong and you, you can't leave her side, okay? Eventually, maybe maybe y'all can move, and if I get strong enough, I'm going to come back. I'm going to kick all their asses, and, and we'll be a family again for right now. And also, Mud, probably probably don't hug your mother or try to put a shirt on yeah, your Yeah, good mother. point. Don't hug Mama and don't put sh- don't put no shirts on her head. I okay, will, just remember I will, that. I will, I will, Chud. Mama, give me mushrooms. Okay. All right. Well, you've always been. That's right. And you're going to have more, and then we're going to have some together next time I see you. Bring it in. Let's. You know what? No hugs today. Let's just do the elbow thing. There's that corona and everything. <laughs> uh, I love you so much, though. And you boys take care of each other and... <sighs> Happy trails, y'all. I love you, Chude. And with tears in their eyes, two brothers say goodbye to each other, <laughs> not knowing that it would be several years until they saw each other again. Chud wanders through the forest. He doesn't know where he's going. He's never ventured outside of this village before in his I've life. I've never been this far outside of town before. He knows he's headed away from the village, and that's good enough for him. He's been traveling for a few days, just eating whatever he could forage, when he finds a clearing in the forest. And he's so bad at nature that the clearing is actually Chet's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I'm back here again. Chud, in this clearing, sees something that intrigues him. Mm, intriguing. He sees a bunch of caravans unloading equipment, setting up a stage. He notices a bunch of bright neon lights being installed. 
he sees one of the workers setting this up, a human man with dreadlocks, smoking, approaches him. Hey, howdy, brother. You come for the festival? Well, yeah. Uh, w- what is the festival? And uh, what's that tasty smell coming from yonder cigarette of yours? A festival is a gathering of a bunch of people designed to have fun, but that's not important right now. <laughs> that's... You've never had the wacky tobacco for? There you go, brother. Mm, yeah, fine. did you not? Did you come out here for Woodstick? Do you got tickets? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Woodstick is going to be the festival to end all festivals. Really? Uh, we're tra- traveling. Well, dang, I- I'd like to join up. Maybe I can uh, work with y'all. <laughs> this this stuff smells like a skunk, but it sure does taste tasty. Will it hit you? Tell you what, uh, we're short a couple roadies. You look like you could use some some income and certainly a bath, Mister. I I do need a bath. You're right. Yeah. How about you join the crew? Become a roadie, travel with us. You know, are you cool? Hey, I, I'm cool. Uh, I I ain't no narc or nothing. Uh, also, uh, this is the first time I ever had anybody be accepting to me. This seems like some sort of Tiger King situation. We like all types, brother. You cool well, cats and kittens. I'm on board, and I sure do appreciate you inviting me in. <coughs> this is good. Here, take, take, uh, pass it to the left. Here, take this back. The man snaps his fingers and prestidigitates. Uh, oh, oh, let me get that. Hold on. All right, well, let's go uh, meet the boss. Hold on, let me get that smell off you. Okay, yeah. Also, I wonder if you have any cookies or uh, goldfish crackers or any kind of cheese or chips or maybe some strawberries. I, whoo, I'm hungry, man. I'm a, I'm a hedge wizard, though sometimes I call myself an herb wizard, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll be happy to conjure up whatever you need. Hey, do you like magic? Would you like to learn more about magic? I'd love to teach you, somebody. It's like you read my mind. I don't know if there's something in this wacky tobacco that gives you psychic powers, but sheesh. You like another Miss Leo. That's exactly what I want to do is learn more magic. Miss Leo. Miss Leo's a myth, man. Doesn't exist. Come on okay. in. Let's uh let's meet the rest of the Woodstick tour. I'll teach you how to carry equipment, how to do prestidigitation spells, mage hand, things like that. Come on this way. Say, say, I, f- I forgot to tell you. The name's Bingsley, comma Chud. What's your handle? My name's Rick. Rick Turpin. Nice to meet you. Dang, Rick. It's great to meet you, too. I I think you and I are going to be fast friends. Turpin, huh? Like uh, like terpenes. I, I heard about those. That comes with from the wacky tobacco, no? You know what? I was trying to find a name for the psychoactive agent in this, and you know what? Turpin, I discovered it. It should be named after me. Good call, bro. <laughs> hey, we're a team. And they do a predator handshake, the first of many. <laughs> And at that point, a young Chud Bingsley met his magical mentor, Rick Turpin, and spent many groovy-ass years touring with Woodstick as a roadie. These years would be the formative years that would turn Chud into the the Zen half-cow wizard we know today. All right. Um, what did you guys think of that episode? Fantastic. Fun. Very enjoyable. Well done, Damien. That was awesome, man. Thank you for putting that together. It was really a blast. I love the uh, I love the entire backstory concept. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. This has been a lot of fun for all of them. Jesse Egan, now that we know so much about your character, uh, shit, where can people find you? Where can we send more questions about Chud? Oh, yeah. Well, you could find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media and uh, tweet at me or whatever. And 
And uh, I really want to pr- thank everybody for listening to Awful Neutral and check us out on uh, the, the new Patreon that we set up. And Mud Bingsley was played by Bijan Mustafa. Bijan Mustafavi. Uh, Bijan, where can people reach you? Uh, Bijan's Comedy uh, on all social media, actually. Same thing. Bijan's Comedy. B-I-J-A-N Comedy. Uh, Dave Callens, thank you for coming in and uh, being some support crew for uh, for this story. Uh, you added a lot. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, this is a fun story about Chud. I really liked seeing where he came from. You uh, listeners can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sharkodile. And I do want to say, if you guys enjoy the stuff we're putting out, if you like listening, uh, definitely leave us feedback, leave us, you know, star reviews and, and comments. But most importantly, uh, tell friends to check us out. The more listeners we get, the better the product is going to be. It's been so much fun for you guys. Thanks. We're looking to buy giant cocaine and we need your help on Patreon <laughs> to do so. And I've been your Dungeon Master, Damien Mercado. Please reach out to the show at Awful TNT. Say hi. We love hearing from you. Thank you very much for listening. We love our fans. Bye, everybody. Later, nerds. Adios. Hey y'all, Judd Bingsley here for the Awful Neutral Podcast. We want to give a shout out to some honorary members of Gertrude's Dudes, some fine folks who subscribe to Awful Neutral's Patreon and help us keep the lights on. I call them Chud's Buds, but round here they're family. Well dang it, that sounds like an Olive Garden commercial. Who wrote this? Anyway y'all, we'd like to thank Rick Turpin better known as Braun Rick the Barbarian in Sastagarian circles, sent message to us through Hudson Hawk that he had our backs. If the posse's on our tail, he'll help us make bail. We thank you, Rick. Lindsay Taylor is a human name, but Lynn's Lord Taylor is the true elven name of this generous patron who as a supporter of light learned of Gertrude's dude's fight against Lord Privilegington's might. And upon our flight, and later our imprisoned plight, Lindsay has been to the end of our tunnel of light. We thank ye! And last but definitely not least, we want to give a very special howdy and thanks to Malleus Varmentum, aka Roy the Snake, a very strong veteran member of the Thieves Guild who has mentored our Lothario and has sent support in these trying times. Malleus also enthusiastically pestered our fearless dungeon master into finalizing the Patreon, and Damien wants to personally thank him for that. As do I. Jessica Outbeer, or Chancellor Jessica Outbeer, is known to be a close cousin to Malice and Kill, and is a Goliath supporter of Gertrude's dudes, pledging to help keep her airships outfitted with the latest in pirate-repelling armaments of all kinds. Gonk and Mal and the rest of the crew are sure are grateful, and we thank you. Lynette DeBell, known as Lady Lena Theobella, the tabaxi cleric who heard that one of her own 
had his entire order leave him behind, end quote. So she sent word that she's helping in the investigation of why they all bailed on the Q-Man. And he sure will be appreciative of that when he stops batting around a small ball of yarn that I gave him. Rebecca Throop, or better known in the tongue of the winged folk, the Aarakocra, as Rebecca Swoop Throop. That's how all bird folks' names sound, by the way. Hudson Hawk's real name in Hawkeyes is Call Crash Dang It Hawk. So thanks so much for flying into the rescue, Rebecca. We sure appreciate your support. Jay Baker, oh, the great druid furball master, J.R.R. Baker, great uncle to Chud, that's me, still supported him to the Furball Village Council after Chud was driven from town. You're probably wondering why old Chud was driven out. Hey, listen, I shot the sheriff's son, but I did not kill the deputy's son. You know that song. Anywho, when I was on the run, only J.R.R. Baker had your boy's backside, and I'll forever be in your debt, my friend. Chris Waltrip, known in Sastagaria as Archbishop Christopher, the Falcon of the Citadel, patron of the arts and an early proponent of the new cultural movement towards enlightenment. Christopher is no ally of the tyrannical and criminal Lord Privilegington and has supported resistance to his reign. Christopher remains a beacon of goodness within the tumultuous and often corrupt society. He recently sent word that he's pardoned Gonk of his unjust conviction of piracy and has blessed the party's quest to liberate the land from Lord Priv. In my travels, I've found there are few like the Archbishop, a man of true goodness, who I would have faith in when belief in lesser men is tested. We love all our Patreon subscribers. Chuds, buds, we couldn't do this without y'all. Thanks for supporting Awful Neutral. Tell all your friends to check us out and interact with us on social media at Awful D&D. Hudson Hawk uses Twitter a lot. Happy trails, y'all. Hey everybody, this is Friedrich, Sergeant of Arms at the Citadel. It's lonely work, if you're like me, you're looking for love. You never know when or where you'll meet the one. For me it was a weird day. I had just been possessed by an evil blue energy that compelled me to attack the man I was charged with protecting. Just then I saw an angel on an airship burst through the roof and into my heart. Malison Kill, you're my lady. If you're looking to make a love connection, I recommend Awful Neutral. For the low, low price of a five-star review on iTunes, we guarantee love. High five! Ah, oh, you miss me. You owe me five.